Hello and welcome to this first ever episode of Leadership Tribe podcast. We know that leadership is a term that gets thrown around a lot these days with everybody having their own definition and description of what leadership actually means. Today we are going to debunk most of this theories by sitting down and talking with someone who learned leadership through one of the most disciplined and hostile environments you can ever imagine. He served in the Indian Army for over 24 years and retired as a colonel. Played a wide variety of different roles as a combat army aviator, counterterrorism and conflict specialist, defense management and behavioral sciences trainer, operational logistician and neurolinguistic programming trainer. And for his excellent services, he was awarded the Vishesh Seva Medal conferred to him by the President of India. Today, we sit down and talk to Colonel Ranjeev K Babu. who is an executive coach with leadership tribe and he applies his expertise in understanding organizational and individual behavior and conflict resolution in academic and corporate arena so without any further ado let's talk leadership with colonel ranjeev k babu So thank you Ranjeev for joining us for the first episode of Leadership Tribe uh, podcast. Would you like to give a brief introduction about yourself before we start? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you uh, Vishnu for giving me this opportunity and uh, it's really exciting to be in this medium. A little bit about myself. I'm uh, Ranjeev but uh, otherwise uh, Colonel Ranjeev Babu. I've spent about 25 years in the Indian Army. I'm ex Indian Army and I hung up my uniform 2 years back. Uh, in the Indian Army, I was in the infantry and also in army aviation. So, the areas in which I uh, found myself most most of the time was in uh, either in uh, combat operations. Uh, I commanded a Rashtra Rifle Battalion, and in combat flying. Uh, so, I have flown in almost uh, every border this country has to offer. Yeah, and uh, so uh, where I would look uh, at myself, uh, where I come from is I've learned leadership on the ground. Yeah, and it's only later on in life that I also got to know that you can learn leadership in a classroom. But I'm old school, and I come from uh, the lessons from the ground, and that's why I'm here, and that's what I've come here to contribute to all of y'all. Apart from that, I uh, after leaving leaving the army, I thought that I could be of some use in uh, sharing my life, sharing my experiences. Uh, that i had in the past 25 years in the indian army and therefore i created this company called leadership tribe and what we do in leadership tribe is we enable people with you know the understanding of leadership how to imbibe leadership and enforce leadership into their lives uh, more specifically into the professional domain and we use uh, leadership uh, frameworks existing leadership frameworks which are there in in the world as a medium to get some kind of a result out of it so if you were to ask me there are two facets in which we work on one is leadership and the other is team performance and both are complementary to each other and uh, we use uh, techniques of behavioral sciences we use neurolinguistic programming and to a large extent we use also the agile way of doing things so when it comes to agile we don't uh, you know primarily work on doing agile but more on being agile i'm sure we'll speak a lot more about it in our subsequent uh, you know um, t- talks but suffice to say that i'm going to introduce a new word which i'm going to keep repeating on and on again and that is how to develop an agile mindset yeah and and that's where i would like it uh, to be right now yeah 
Right, that's that's a very illustrious career that you have had uh, in your past years. Uh, just before we get into the crux of the discussion today, just a personal question: How did it feel when you know leaving armed forces and getting back to a civilian life? Yeah, great. That's an interesting question. Actually, uh, you know, uh, when I was in the army, I uh, the only thing I knew uh, before I joined the army too was to be in the army. Um, I'm basically from Bangalore. I graduated from Christ. Then it used to be Christ College, now Christ University. And in my final year itself, I had decided that I'll join the army. And before I could complete my degree, I had already qualified to uh, join the Indian Military Academy. Yeah. So I never had even a day's uh, exposure to what we would call a corporate life. Yeah. And that's how I grew up. And that's what my perception was that there are always two domains. One is the armed forces and the corporate world. It's only when I got uh, through in life and then I got to realize that uh, actually it's, it's, it's all the same. You know, these domains uh, merge and it's just a mindset. Uh, so that is what made me more comfortable. But yes, I always used to wonder as to how do I get myself into a domain which seems largely chaotic uh, and there were two things which always uh, you know irked my mind that is how do i learn to be without discipline and how do i get people to do what they should be doing without being told as to what is to be done because uh, let me share something with you when uh, i just left or when i was contemplating leaving and i had uh, you know uh, approached someone the first thing he asked me is in the army, it is so easy. You get work done by just an order and people obey. Yeah, but in the civil world, it doesn't work like that. Right. Uh, you know, people don't obey. But then, uh, you know, what I answered to him was, you know, they just don't obey just because they have to obey. They have been conditioned to obey. Right. They have been trained to obey. Right. They just didn't walk off the floor and come and say, okay, now I'm in the army, I wear a uniform, so I'm going to obey. No, right. it doesn't happen like that. So that is where I saw a window for me that, you know, these perceptions exist and therefore I have some kind of a functionality in this domain. Right. So I actually joined, got into the, uh, you know, civilian world, if I can use that word, or the corporate world, more out of an excitement right. to deal with this. Right. Yeah. So, and that is how the journey has been with me. So right. I, uh, and I can kind of, I get the perspective right now because as with many other people, right, who are just normal civilians, we always feel that everybody in army obey because they have a fear of something. Yeah. Either it's a fear of the, you know, uh, the official that they're reporting to yeah. or it's a fear of, you know, going into the war or something like that. Yeah. So it's always a perception that someone is there to command yeah. whatever it is, you just accept it and move on. But this idea of conditioning them into the mode where they're listening and they're just mm. going and doing whatever they're supposed to do. That's kind of a new uh, ideology to me at least. And I'm yeah. sure that's a new thing for many of the people who don't really know how it works. Yeah, absolutely. If you see uh, Vishnu, uh, in the army, it's strictly hierarchical. Yeah, right. And you have positions at every level right. and they are very clearly demarcated. But what you also should know that everybody is a leader in his domain. Yeah, a section commander has got 10 people that he gets to command. So the word command is actually a word which has a lot of responsibility in it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you have a platoon commander, he commands three sections, 30 people, and then that's how it moves up. And an officer gets to command 110 men. So when you use the word command, there's also a tremendous amount of responsibility that comes in. 
and they are not going to take your orders just because you wear a certain rank you have to earn those ranks and that is why they say that you know uh, the training in the army or in the armed forces i would say air force or navy it's so rigorous mm-hmm. because you earn what you get right. it just doesn't come right. to you like that right. so it's it's a pedestal which you achieve and once you achieve that there are people to listen to you because you've also already you know built some credibility right so when people are listening to you or obeying if i can use that word they're obeying that the rank exactly yeah the because competence which you have built yeah so that's like uh, respecting the path through which you have reached that level right yeah. they understand how rigorous that dif- yeah. and how difficult it is to reach that level absolutely and uh, your efforts into getting to that level is what your subordinates are respecting yeah. basically right it's not about how how uh, you know how much of an angry person you are or, yeah. or whatever even is. that is accepted because mm-hmm. you get to you know you get to understand what they are right. and they accept you you know there's a word called esprit de corps mm-hmm. which is an underlying uh, factor which governs how people behave in the armed forces right you know an esprit de corps is something which is very very at the functional level it is all about brotherhood mm-hmm. you know where uh, ranks positions don't matter right. you know because when you start off you start off sharing a trench that's where you are supposed to be the 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 test is in the trench and in the trench ranks don't matter right yeah so what you get to see is when things are all okay uh, when 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 uh, you know uh, the 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 i would say the the umbrella of combat does not exist but what when you are under combat mm-hmm. you know and that is a time when you're not there to pass orders things mm-hmm. happen right and that can only happen when there's a system behind it and true leadership is exhibited in that domain right yeah so that's how it works right that's a that's a very different perspective uh from what i have at least believed in my whole life about yeah. you know how things work so we i mean the the crux of your organization and the reason that you started is all about leadership yeah so how would you define leadership what is your definition yeah. of what leadership yeah, actually good. is yeah good so for me you know and this is how i learned it i i discovered it actually and i'll tell you why i say is discovered okay um leadership is something is a person a leader is a person who takes an action right yeah and is able to deal with the consequence okay that is the measure of a leader the manner in which he deals with the consequences of his action right. defines his merit as a leader right yeah so if you notice what i am saying a person who takes actions and deals with the consequences to me that is a leader right so basically what you mean is uh, a person who is uh, bold enough to own whatever is the result of his actions yes right you see every action has a consequence right how he stands up to that consequence and deals with it mm-hmm. is the measure of his leadership right and also uh, there is another way in which i look leaders is a leader is not someone who has followers yeah and i'm i'm sure you must have heard this too but it is very powerful in context to what i've just said before a leader is not someone who has followers a leader is someone who can make other leaders mm-hmm. you know that's very significant right so for that he has to nullify himself there cannot be an i in leadership right it is always a we or right. us and a true leader is someone who disappears himself and who makes the other feel that he's done whatever he's done right that's leadership for me it's more about empowering uh, everybody to take ownership yeah. of you know things yeah while you remain in the background right right yeah and they feel that they have done the they have got the achievement the achievement is theirs 
because if you put yourself ahead there and you say that i did it or it is because of me you did it or whichever way you look at it then i feel that that's not true leadership you know then there is a little bit of managing in it you know and that is where the the distinction between being a manager and a leader comes in that's very interesting you say that because yesterday i was having a discussion with one of my colleagues and um he has a manager who with whom they have a little bit of trouble so he was telling that a good leader is someone who makes you feel bigger than yourself when you go and talk to him yeah. and a bad leader is someone who makes you feel much smaller and much vulnerable when you go and talk to him yeah. so this was his and i feel that kind of resonates with what you just said yeah. right because a good leader makes the other person feel that whatever you have done is something that you have done yourself yeah. right that's so, that so vishnu what uh, let me qualify what you say sure. yeah a good leader has to have a perception right so what should his perception be the perception a good leader will always have is the other guy is a giant mm-hmm. is a great guy who's constrained by some issues and is not aware of it and that is why you need the leader right? right and the leader's job is to make him present to those constraints and help him get over those constraints and once he's outside those constraints he's the giant he is right now there's another way of leader what you were saying not a good leader mm-hmm. is who feels that the other guy is not good enough mm-hmm. and therefore he is there to help him become better you notice there is a distinction right, between what right. i just there's said. a big difference yeah. yes of course that's a that's a very uh, very interesting way of looking into this i mean at least for me i've never thought of leadership in this terms we read a lot about uh, leadership we watch a lot of videos about leadership but nowhere it it's like okay it's more about how you become a leader by you know doing something to yourself or increasing your skills and all yeah. that it never talks about how you should be looking more outside of yourself yeah. to bring bring yeah. in more leaders so that you become yeah. a better a, leader a good leader there's no i vishnu right there's just no me you know uh, and uh, whenever a leader a leader needs people right mm-hmm. have you ever thought that who defines the leader can the leader stand up on a pedestal and say i am a leader no it is always the other person who defines the leader in you right so that can only come when you contribute to whatever he is wanting or expecting in life and he will then say as to how good a leader you were right yeah right. and that's the measure of leadership that that's a very good uh, uh, description of what a leadership leader should be so now that we are talking a lot about leadership yeah. i'm sure there are different kinds of leadership uh, yes. when it comes to whether it's corporate world or any other kind yeah. of uh, you know uh, organization yeah. so can we just touch upon a little bit about uh, what kind of different leaderships that you see outside in the world yeah strictly in the management domain uh, you know leadership again has been defined into various concepts and for the for a matter of understanding mm-hmm. but before i get there let me tell you also that that's not the right way to understand leadership okay it's academic it's knowledge it's good to know but if i were to tell okay let me know the various kinds of leadership because that is going to help me but, but then there is a latent disadvantage in that because then you're trying to fit something in mm-hmm. you know and that is what i would like to caution everybody don't try to fit things in it should be like a dance you know it should be free flowing Having said that let me tell you what are the kinds of leadership that do exist and do get exhibited mm-hmm. yeah so you have something the famous thing uh, you know which all, everybody uh, very very uh, you know clearly relate with is autocratic leadership you know you know when you talk of autocratic leadership it is about uh, doing the way i want things to be done yeah uh you heard of the, the in management there's something called x and y but i won't go there you know and and there's enough on this so basically what an autocratic leader is does is he tells okay and people do 
so that is one way of looking at it then you have something called the democratic leader on the other side who is a leader who likes to take the opinions of others and wants to take everybody across yeah it, it the, the very fact that he's being democratic means that he goes more by the vote or more by a choice than by what he feels there's also lies fair kind of leadership where you know a leader who's Every, anything goes and everything goes yeah that is also there yeah. then leadership can also be defined into situational context you know you have a leader who is a situational leader like he changes his leadership style depending on the situation you know so if the situation demands where he needs to be a little more aggressive so he takes that stance where the situation demands he needs to be a little more easy going he takes that stance so there is situational leadership see if you, if you just open google and go into the management books it will tell you plethora of uh leadership styles but personally i don't want to go there i i just want you to know that leadership is something which gets demonstrated and every form of leadership has its merit has its demerit it is where you need to put it and how effectively it gets translated into the other person so how do i say it so see like autocratic leadership it need it works it works where people are doing a job where they just need to do they don't need to think like the classical uh, assembly line uh, you know work kind of a thing there you can't ask that guy okay what do you think as to how the assembly line should be or do you think we need to have a break at this time and this time you, you things will go wrong because everything goes through a a metric of measurement time costs everything so perhaps at that level you need to be a little more autocratic say you are also dealing with people whose uh you know uptake is not very high they are not very skilled they are largely unskilled largely unruly so you need to be a little autocratic in the beginning because you need to bring in a little bit of sense in the chaos so it does work at the same time even democratic leadership you know it may not work in those places where people are looking at situations where criticalities are emerging every day where your uh, your bottom lines are to be met and you need to you know uh, set some targets you can't be democratic in them so if you notice that although common perception says autocratic this is good and that is bad it doesn't work like that you know it is all as to how you demonstrate yourself fundamental thing in the end in any kind of leadership is the people connect how are you connecting with that person and are you able to bring the right amount of action that he is supposed to be bringing out if you are able to do that you can use any kind of action like i say always hitler was a great leader right and he is a great leader if you if you open any book and see the uh, you know the facets of leadership mm-hmm. you will find that hitler fits in everywhere but one place where he doesn't fit in is was he able to deal with the consequences that he got onto himself yeah and that is where if you notice he failed would have never thought that you know autocratic rule would have would fit into any of uh, <laughs> any yeah. of the domains in yeah. in the in the real world because always when you say that oh it's an autocratic rule you think about the negatives of it yeah and um, basically mostly because I, i think what people see in this world you know whenever a com- country comes under autocratic rule yeah. the kind of problems that they face for yeah. example like north korea yeah it has an autocratic rule but is it good for the people um, you know at a ground level are they having a good life because of this probably not and yeah. there are other countries which have proven example where autocratic rule is working for them as well yeah. i mean maybe they are conditioned in such a way that you know they have used to it and even maybe the leader also thinks to thinks really well about their subjects as well right yeah. so yeah. so looks like various different situations and it, it depends on 
where we are at that moment to you know define what leadership Absolutely. is required at that point most probably always not always democracy works as well because we hear this argument a lot mm-hmm. where uh, we always say that a leader should be a person who takes a lot of feedback from you know his uh, the people he's trying mm-hmm. to um, represent and all that but again it's it's situational all the time that's yeah. what i i you know tend to understand from what you just mentioned yeah exactly it is again whatever the leadership like you just mentioned uh, autocratic leaders or democratic leaders of countries that leadership style whatever they exhibited had a consequence now how they dealt to that consequence is again the measure of the leadership exactly. as to how we remember exactly. them right exactly so if if you see mahatma gandhi uh, he goes against the you know he's an antithesis of what a leader of his time should have been the guy didn't even look like a leader right. of those times right but see how he endured the consequences which came he took it on yeah and today we remember him uh, you know the way we all do with a special place in history correct the world remembers correct. him like that yeah so that's how it is yeah i think th- this this point actually would uh, because i work in corporate i tend to hear a lot of opinion about what a leader should be basically from people who have never been leaders before yeah. right they have a lot of things to talk about how their boss should be you know yeah. he's like a he comes and you know he he decides what needs to be done and probably there those might be the situations where you actually need him to be uh, autocratic without taking much feedback from the team yeah and because many of the team members might be inexperienced in the situation that you're really going going yeah. through right yeah. and i think if this these kind of message i think that might be one of the reasons that you thought the the uh, the industry needs a yes. uh, organization like yours yeah. where people see a lot of gap between what their understanding of leadership is yeah. and what is actually what actually works for them yeah so is that something that you thought about when you started leadership tribe Absolutely Vishnu because see what i could see when i did an uh, rough audit was there was a scarcity of understanding leadership you know the first thing which uh, occurred to me was hey you can't teach leadership in a classroom mm-hmm. you know and that's what was my first exposure i attended a two day workshop on effective leadership you know not to see i don't want to demean i don't want to belittle whatever that was that had its own space but i f- came from a world where I lo- I discovered leadership and that is why again I'll use keep using the word there's a huge difference between understanding and discovering yeah most of us want to understand leadership it takes you nowhere you know you understand so many things in life i understand uh, the theory of relativity but how does it help me in life you know and that even that understanding is very very superficial but when i discover i discover for myself you know i discover it the way i see it and it's the way i apply it you know when an explorer explorer is going and crossing the seven seas he never understood he only discovered so leadership has to be discovered like this you have to apply yourself see where you stand you know stand up for those consequences again which i say i you know i'm, I'm repeating this word stand up for whatever the consequences hit you or you know come at you and learn from it and that is why the fundamental thing which i wanted to bring about when i created leadership is how do you understand leadership and there are two facets which emerge from it how do you understand success how do you understand failure because these are the two things which i've seen most of us don't understand it fully yeah our understanding of success and failure is quite misdirected it's not the way it is so one of the reasons why i created leadership tribe is to get this very clearly across to people right so um you mentioned just you know some time back that a leader is a person who also 
takes ownership of the results that you know whatever his actions produce um just digressing a little bit from that point so that i i at least i have believed that a leader one of the qualities that a leader should have is probably empathy yep right um be uh, trying to understand where uh, where his people are and what is going through my through their mind in a particular situation and understanding and responding to it in a in a proper way do you uh, i want to know more about how do you think about empathy because empathy is also seen as one of the weak points of a good leader at you know in yep. certain situations being too much empathetic to your uh, resources yeah. might result yeah. in you not achieving what you are supposed to achieve yeah, this, I, is a, I, this is a something that i have experienced and i have heard from many people absolutely would like to know your thoughts on that great uh, vishnu see when you say this no uh, this is not the first time i've heard this and it's a very interesting question because i'll introduce another word which we tend to collapse sympathy and empathy yeah we tend to collapse these two words uh, there is no place for sympathy for a leader but there's entire space in which a leader can operate in from the realms of empathy now let me just quantify what i just said you see in the army let me give you an example okay you you have you're getting into combat uh, and uh, you find that uh, there's an intense exchange of fire going on and you have your men and you find that the guy next to you is now a little shaky and you know he's starting to now think about his wife his kids and his family and he's actually telling ki you know i'm getting a little unnerved it happens we are all humans at the end so i would like to ask as to what would you show then would you show sympathy like hey don't mind don't worry you know we are all like this it's fine don't worry we will become okay or do you say ki why don't you just get these thoughts off your mind or you might have to give him a slap also and get him back to ground and tell him look ahead you know because the moment you lose sight of yourself you're going to lose sight of your life at that moment so this is how i've understood sympathy and empathy if sympathy there's no place sympathy does not get you into action in fact the moment you show sympathy on any person you only suck him deeper into that mess he's in while in empathy the definition of empathy is classical definition is to get into the other person's shoes and see it from his viewpoint right but if you put it in action you'll find that you're literally getting into him and carrying him out of that mess for that you have to endure that situation or see it from his world so when you say empathy it means seeing the problem from his world which is not easy that means you will have to step down from your pedestal get into his pedestal first of all make him accept that hey i'm safe you know i want to get into your pedestal so that is the first domain you need to move that is acceptance that comes from your relationship with him it just doesn't happen at that time and that is why most managers find it so difficult ki why is this guy not listening to him he should realize that his past is catching up now yeah so good leader from day one if he's having a good relationship with his people then he his ability to empathize with people is instantaneous because that other person readily accepts him so once you get into his pedestal now you look at the problem from his viewpoint not from that inane uh, you know need to find a solution you know a, a good leader always want to give a solution from oh let me help this in from my life from my experience it doesn't work because that person wants things to work from his life his experience so that is a second challenge which the leader has to you know work on when it comes to empathy the third is to make him take actions from that 
So do you see that when you use the word empathy, there's a lot of meaning into yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. And I think many people misunderstand empathy with sympathy, sympathy and yeah. they think that, uh, you know, as you said, it's about getting down to his level, trying to understand yeah. and making him feel comfortable. And, you know, you also going through the same experience and you also feeling down because, oh, man, this is what he's going through. Yeah. I, I can understand him fully. And, you know, uh, let's let's just give cut him some slack kind of yeah. a thing, yeah. which normally do, doesn't work. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's uh, you. You rightly said that, you know, the, the, the distinction has to be made between sympathy and empathy. empathy. And absolutely. I, I don't think many of us really understand what empathy yeah. is really. About. And, and having empathy is an art actually right yeah it needs practice right like i said it's it's there are three distinct features in empathy which needs to be you know understood mm-hmm. otherwise that person will not allow you right. into his world right. because empathy is all about seeing it from his world uh, so w- one other thing which I wanted to discuss uh, coming from an earlier po- earlier point that you mentioned um, a leader is a person who tries to create more re- leaders right yeah and I have seen this in practice with few of the people that I've worked with and few of my bosses with whom I worked with there are two kind of people one is a person who um, who is very reluctant to give up control over things he likes to be involved in everything that you do yeah maybe there is a little bit of trust issue or uh, maybe he wants to showcase that i am the guy who knows everything yep you go according to what i say and there is this other kind of leaders who are like hey this is your job i know i i trust you enough uh, to understand that you can do it and i trust you enough to understand that given a situation you can come up with some good solutions for that yep. i've worked with both the, these kind of people so what do you think is the uh, is the bridge between these two like what does the first kind of a leader need to get into the second mode where he can start trusting people and start uh, giving ownership to them which will in turn help the organization as and when the new leaders come up it's easy to you know kind of manage yeah see uh, vishnu uh, when you are saying this no uh, what i'm getting present to is uh, our understanding of again a manager and a leader yeah so let me get there uh, let me just explain this a manager is a person who handles resources effectively okay so he's resource dependent that resource could be human it could be uh, material it could be space time money anything yeah a leader is a person who's not resource dependent he creates resources in its absence yeah so if a person is not working well a good leader will work on that first to get him to work well you know and create something out of him so that he becomes useful to that organization a good leader will also always and always work with limited resources and produce the results that is the leadership a good manager needs everything yeah you don't give him one aspect he will tell i can't so that is where that first example that you gave me he feels a little you know he fears actually it's coming from a fear or he feels a little insecure because he's only managed he's only understood management he's very efficient in managing resources so maybe what he, what has got him there is because he's able to manage two or three resources very effectively so that has got him till where he's come to but that's not enough right so the moment he's presented with other resources impacting his way of working that is what you're seeing right whereas the other leader who's always understood that you know you will never get the resources the way you want to it is always about creating resources and with what you have you get the best you will find that these people whether they get resources additional resources no resources they do well and that's the second part 
Yeah, I hope I answered your question. Yeah, yeah, that that's <laughs> that's exactly what uh, you know. What I think that is exactly what defines what it is. And this is, um, and I know with your experience, you would have heard this question a lot and be concerned a lot from people, right? At least in uh, organizations that I have worked, this is one of the biggest concern that every single employee has who's not a who's not in a position of management. Yeah. Right. Uh, they uh, they feel that oh, you know, my my manager completely trusts me. They are the people who are more happier. Uh, you know uh, that I've seen. they feel um they feel good that their manager tr- or their uh, boss trusts them with some something and he doesn't care much about he doesn't go and keep nagging them about the status yep. every 2 minutes so and there are other kind of employees who are always demotivated because they always feel that oh you know what this guy doesn't trust me and mm-hmm. even if he gives me a job he doesn't let me do it myself yeah and i've seen the ma- major difference between two organizations that it's very difficult for the second kind of organization to scale Mm-hmm. right because there are there is if the manager is taken out from the equation there is nobody else who can manage anything because they are yeah. not trained to do it yeah. and scaling becomes a big problem especially i have seen this in startup i have worked for a couple of startup companies one of them was in the first category where this guy had complete control he's like i want to know everything that you guys do i'll be the final uh, authority over the decision making and all that and i've seen that because of that the company had a lot of difficulty in trying to scale up yeah. because there is nobody else to take care of stuff as and when it expands yes, right yes. there is one guy and there is this big bottleneck through which you know you have to get things done on the other hand the second organization he the the md of the company was a completely different kind of a person he always uh, believed in creating leaders who can take yeah. in charge so so while you're saying this vishnu let me also bring out a very pertinent point you know a good leader should also be a good manager and a good manager should also be a good leader let me just quantify you spoke about a startup right in a startup it's very important that the person is a good leader mm-hmm. because the resources may not even exist so he's the one who's creating it right now given let me let me just take this analogy a little further the startup after 3 years done very well and now they're scaling okay now they've got about 50 people he's still a leader but do you think he should work with the same kind of you know uh, abilities that he had displayed about 2 years back or should he now start delegating a little bit of his leadership to others yeah i would say he should start yeah? delegating so now that same okay he starts delegating people start working now it's 5 years down the line and he scaled up to 2000 do you think he still needs to be the leader because if he's doing that he's getting into other people's business right yeah so he needs to take a step back and probably now only start managing right yeah so do you see that it's always you should know it is all about you whether you are a leader or a manager it is all about how good you know yourself so one of the fundamental things we work on is self awareness yeah and that will tell you as to am i being a leader now or am i being a manager or am i being a manager now or am i being a leader so when you speak about trust you know a person can only not trust another person when somewhere deep within he doesn't trust something in himself yeah and that is why is that comes up and he's not trusting the other person because if he is able to deal with everything in him and he sees that okay this guy is seemingly someone i can't trust he can deal with that person yeah he will he will work with that person maybe communicate clearly to him and give him his expectations and get to know what it is and work it around it that's leadership again right but if he starts suspecting him doubting him that means somewhere deep within he's got unfinished agendas within himself and that is where you see he's reducing his leadership quotient to that extent so it's all about you it's all about self awareness 
and that will define how good a manager or a leader one can be this is this is like a great insight at least coming from an it background and the kind of organizations that i've worked with and the kind of leaders i've seen this is entirely a new perspective for uh, for me to you know hear from you and i and i think that is one of the mission or vision for your organization yeah. as well yeah. right yeah. wherever you go and whichever clients and partners that you work with you want to make you want to make them understand about what the what basically leadership is all about yes. and create the self awareness as you mentioned which will in turn help them understand what kind of a leader or manager yeah. they want to be yeah. right so i think we have summed up uh, you know some really excellent points on leadership and we'll be ca- taking over this conversation a lot more in the upcoming episodes as yep. well uh, but before we wind up is there anything that you want to t- touch around and uh, you know close Yeah so I just want to tell you that you know we have a l- there's so much about leadership right but I want the listener to know that stop understanding about leadership start discovering yourself as a leader yeah there's such a huge space there and what I would like to also touch upon in subsequent when we speak is you know the first thing a leader to develop yourself as a good leader is to start asking questions you know and not only going for answers true leadership can be imbibed when you start asking powerful questions and i'll talk to you about what it means in a subsequent thing so i just want to leave the listener right now with this that the day you start being in a world of asking questions and not looking for answers is a first step to becoming an effective leader i think that's an excellent uh, excellent thing for everybody to ponder upon till we come up with the next episode yeah. so thank you so much for your time from your busy schedule and uh, i appreciate you joining us in this discussion thank today. you vishnu the pleasure is all mine it's great to be in new kind of medium <laughs> and uh, it's lovely i really enjoyed myself thank you very much yeah. thank you and uh, we'll meet you in the next episode Thank you so much for listening to this first episode of Leadership Tribe podcast. If you like this podcast, please subscribe to us. We are available on all podcasting channels. You can search for Leadership Tribe on your favorite podcasting app or visit our website at leadership-tribe.com. And please reach out to us and give us feedback. You can find link to all our social media on our website and we will meet in the next episode. Until then, goodbye.